Welcome to the FBCLB podcast, where you'll find the preaching of Dave Delaney, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Long Beach. Thanks for listening. Right here on this platform, I was separated for the gospel ministry to go to Costa Rica three decades ago. The men of this church placed their hands on me to take the gospel to Costa Rica. God has since then permitted me to go to other countries and preach the gospel, as your pastor said. If one soul comes to know Jesus Christ, it's well worth it. We're here serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Our eyes are placed on Him to do His will, not our will, but Thy will, O Lord. Uh, So many of you uh, have been such a blessing to our family over the years. Thank you for your prayers. Above all things, pray for us. I was telling uh, the pastor, we're the ABC family, always Bordell in Costa Rica. All right. So keep that in mind when you look at any alphabet that you remember, always to pray for the Bordells in Costa Rica. You say, what about the other missionaries? I really don't care about them. All right, because if they're not soliciting prayer support, that's their fault. I believe in prayer support. I believe it's because of prayer that God provides for us the power that's needed and necessary. What we heard this evening was godly music. What we saw this evening is something that pleases God. This morning, with visitors and salvations, we must not take that lightly because we don't know how much longer until the Lord Jesus Christ comes. So let us enjoy what we have a privilege to do, and that's to serve Him. And we should serve Him from our heart. Many times if we're not careful, we forget who we're serving. It's a joy to serve the Lord. We're here to serve. I saw in last night in a restaurant, we're here to serve. And I I like that slogan, we're here to serve. And I'm here to serve. If you can ever, if you ever get to Central America in Costa Rica, just let me know. I'd be more than glad to show you what God has done through the ministry there as a result of First Baptist Church of Long Beach. I represent Christ and this church Amen. in the foreign field, teaching and preaching the gospel of Christ. We had our vacation Bible school, which is always an exciting event. Any event, every Sunday is exciting, Pastor. I enjoy it. it, it it's always vacation Bible school. Some people are on vacation, some are in Bible school, okay? So it, there's, always, there's always something going on. But we had uh, hundreds of children. And what always thrills me as a missionary is to see the hundreds of workers. Those are the people that make it happen. The faithful members that take time off to come and bring in 140 kids on a 60-passenger bus. (laughs) To have a class where someone that's running a corporation of 60, 70 employees that are now ministering to 30, 40 children that come from deprived areas. It's always humbling to see people that are willing to love the Lord in that aspect. And that is the purpose as a missionary, as a servant of God, is to teach and train and prepare people to edify and build people in the work of the Lord, because we're serving the Lord. Look with me, if you would, this evening in the book of Matthew. I could go on and on and on and on and on. However, we have a time period, all right? What it is, I don't know, but we're going to try to stay within that time frame. Uh, Aren't you glad you're alive? Aren't you glad you're alive in this time period? 
Uh, people are still getting saved. People are still surrendering to serve the Lord Jesus Christ because there's a Holy Spirit that still occupies the church and still occupies this world. And there's a Holy Spirit that wants to see the cause of Christ proclaimed. Amen. And as I look in chapter 6 of Matthew, verse 19, I think of three words, interest, involvement, and investment. I think of the interest of First Baptist Church of proclaiming the gospel, not only here in Long Beach, but around the world. I thank God for the pastor as well as the people that have always saw that as the principal thing in reaching people. That interest has not only been in the heart, it's also been in the involvement. Because it's one thing to be interested. If I'm interested in fishing, and my wife always would think, if you love fishing so much, how come you don't bring no fish home? <laughs> and I always says, if you love shopping, why do you never buy anything? Praise God, amen? <laughs> but if we have interest in something, I have interest in my wife, so I'm going to get involved. And when I get involved, it causes me to invest. I invest time with her. I invest finances with her. We go out and we, we're at the age now when we buy something, we share it. Because the proportions are so big and our appetite is not as big as it used to be, on my case. So we invest in people, we get interested in people, we get involved with people. We see here in verse 19, it says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doeth corrupt. And where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do it corrupt. And where thieves do not break through, not steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye, and therefore the, thy eye be single, and thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for he either will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and man. Verse 35, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we do thank you for the soul that was saved this morning, the visitors that came, the decisions that were made. We thank you for the privilege to serve thee, what you've done in the past, what you're doing in the present, and what you will do in the future. Let us always hold our interest in the things of value. Let us always get involved in things that mean something. Let us invest in things that cannot be stolen or taken, things that cannot be lost. Lord, I pray and ask this evening you'd help us as we make choices daily on what we're going to do, what we're going to love, 
What are we going to look at? Who is going to be our Lord? Let us be found faithful as we seek and desire to serve Thee. And Lord, as always, we'll praise You and thank You for everything that You do in and through our lives. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Each one of us has an interest. Those of you that are recently married should be interested in your new bride. Those of you that are recently saved should be interested in coming to church and listening to the Word of God. Those of you who have been saved for a period of time and baptized, you should be interested in being part of the church and being more involved in the church. The more that we get involved in something, the more interested we become. And the more interested that we become, the more we get involved. And the more that we get involved, the more that we invest. And I'm not only talking about finances, I'm talking about time. I thank God that 30 years ago, this church had a vision to organize the uh, Pacific Baptist Mission and sent myself and my wife out with two children, a two-year-old and a two-month-old baby to go to Costa Rica. We had no welcoming sign saying, welcome to Costa Rica, Bordells. All we had was a few suitcases and waiting for a place to live. But our interest was to reach Costa Rica for the, God, for the cause of Christ. And we thank God that this church had interest to support us and help us and pray for us and assist us to get to the field. That's the purpose of the church is in reaching people, care, concerned about reaching who? Everyone. Everyone is important. Everyone on the buses, everyone that comes in, every teenager, every young adult, every single adult, every couple, every elderly person, every person has importance in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. And when we see it from that perspective, it changes our involvement. When I saw the condition of those teenagers in Costa Rica when we got there, when I saw the conditions of the families when we knocked on the doors, I got more involved in trying to teach them about the Word of God because the Word of God, I am constrained because the love of God constraineth me. Jesus Christ did not die in vain. He was interested in saving you and me for a purpose. And my purpose is to serve Him, not to serve myself. So my love for myself, which I am in, in love with myself, you can't imagine why I'm a good-looking, bald-headed young man. Now you laugh, but I'm, that's what my wife tells me. That's what the mirror tells me. That's what my Lord tells me. He says, I love you, Edward. I love you so much that I gave my son. Now I've called you to serve me. I can't think of a better cause or a better thing to do with my life than to serve God. I can't think of a better thing to do with my life than to love my wife. I can't think of a better thing to do than to love my family. I can't think of a better thing than to love the church. I love the church. Who is the church? Julio. He, he hugged me like my wife hugs me. I thought he was going to squeeze the air out of me. Brother Aggie came down off the platform and says, I've got... There's so many people with so much love in this place. And we need to be careful that we don't discard what God has given to us because this is the church of God. Amen. Jesus Christ rules and reigns. I won't mention names, but someone has the same hairdo as I do. <laughs> I don't want to cause any embarrassment. When I saw him, another one that almost squeezed the air out of me. That's love. But the love of Christ for people, 
For the people that don't have what you and I have, what we enjoyed this evening, listen to the choir. That's not happening everywhere. Listen to your pastor, the love that he has when he stands up here and tells us about the doctrinal content in the songs. You ought to be grateful that God has brought the church together for one cause, to love him. I like this, for his glory. There's no identity crisis with the word of God. We live in a society that has an identity crisis. I am not in love with myself. I'm in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of my interest in him, because of my interest in his word, because of my interest in preaching, it causes me to be involved. When I first got saved, I remember walking forward. I had long hair at the time. I had a motorcycle. I had a beard. But most of all, I had the Lord Jesus Christ. And he began to change me. Because many people say, I can't get involved because of this. When we yield ourselves to God, God shapes us and molds us as he sees fit. I shortly afterwards went to a beauty salon. It was a beauty salon. I wouldn't trust a barber with my hair. All right, They don't know how to cut my hair. Shaved and got involved in visitation. I didn't wait for 5, 10, 15 years till I knew more theology than Jesus Christ. I knew when I heard a man preach from the Word of God, his love for the Word of God, he convinced me it's my responsibility to proclaim the Word of God. Immediately I passed from an interest to an involvement. And I went forward and said, Pastor, what would you have me to do? He says, what are you capable of doing? I says, whatever you would have me to do. Whether it be sweeping the floor, whether it be cleaning a window, whether it be construction, whether it be visitation, I'm here to serve. When I was in the military, we had a motto, no mission too difficult, no sacrifice too great, duty first. The big red one. If I could do that in the military, much more I could do for my Lord Jesus Christ because he showed his love for me when he died on the cross. So I wanted to get involved in something that was of value. I like investing. How many of you like investing? Over a period of time, your investment what? Grows. From one church, the three churches, the five churches, the seven churches, from one soul being saved to five souls being saved to now seven, eight, ten preachers out preaching the word of God. That's an investment that will bound to the account of First Baptist Church of Long Beach. I like getting invested in things that brings dividends or profits, but not here on earth only, in heaven, because we're to lay up in store in heaven. One day we're going to heaven. I was talking to someone today uh, down south. One of their loved ones went home to be with he- went home to be with the Lord. I says, "My wife and I can experience just this past Friday. It was 17 years ago to the date on a Friday at noon that the Lord took our son to be with Him." You say, "Doesn't that grieve you?" Oh, his absence, yes, but one day I'm going to see my Lord Jesus Christ and I'm going to walk in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm going to be forever in the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm going to be with my son forever. That's Bible. I remember after the Lord took our son home, a church purchased uh, some uh, passes to go see the Hearst Castle. Have you ever been to the Hearst Castle? It's not really that impressive. 
All right. The guy was a multimillionaire. His wife didn't even like living there, so she left him. Well, we were there, and my daughter, I think she was in second, third grade. Thank God for Sunday school teachers. Thank God for Sunday school teachers that teach doctrine. Well, we were walking around with a tour guide. There was about 35 or 40 uh, in the group. And the tour guide says, you're walking on this ceramic. It's not ceramic. It's from Italy. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm really impressed. And it's laced with gold. And he made a mistake. He looked at my daughter and she goes, I'm not impressed where I'm going, where my brother's at is streets of gold. Is that what the Bible says? Thank God for doctrine. Thank God for the promise. Thank God for a good investment because what we invest in, folks, is eternal. So we first see the love. Then we see the look. How many people are looking at things around here? People are always looking at your clothes. People know the name of my shoes better than they know my own name. I was in an airport. Somebody said, that's Johnson Murphy. I said, no, it's Ed Bordell. Seriously, they know the name of your purse. You pull this out, they know what this signifies. They know this is the Bible. It changes their conduct and their conversation with you immediately. Because there's power in the words of Jesus Christ. And when God tells us we are not to be looking upon the things of this world, look what the Bible tells us in the book of uh, 1 John we're not to love, 1 John chapter 2. I'm glad I never got caught up in materialistic things, even though I had a Camaro, and I love my Camaro. I'm going to have a Jaguar in heaven. It's going to be a black Jag. You laugh. You, you can, uh, uh, I don't know what your imagination or what your beliefs on heaven is, but I believe it's going to be an enjoyable place. And if there are animals there, I'm going to ask for a jaguar and I'm going to ride around heaven on a jag. And if you're walking around or riding a mule, it's because you did not ask. <laughs> you have not because you? Any churches Hispanic that I go into, I ask for pupusas. You know how many pupusas I receive the next day? Dozens. <laughs> And then everybody comes up and says, can I have one? I said, no. You didn't ask. Verse 15 says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world, what? Passes away, and lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God, what? Abideth forever. I like the word forever, a continuation. It remains. It's stable. This word does not change. Jesus Christ does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Many times we use these little phrases, cliches to impress people. It's the word of God. I believe Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God that saved me here is the same God that has sustained me here. And the same God that will provide for me when it comes time for me to go to be present with him. 
I pray daily for dying grace. Because one day I'm going to die. I may not die sooner than you. I may die after you. But I know one thing that I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. And when that time comes, I ask that God's grace will be sufficient. And his grace is sufficient to face whatever we need to face. Because he has chosen us to serve him. Why? Because he loves us. I believe God loves us with an abounding love that's unexplicable. He loves me even when I do wrong. Have you, have anybody been disciplined by the Lord lately? I, I prefer not to, but when it happens, I'm pleased that he does discipline me because I know that I'm a child of his. And sometimes God proves me to see how much I love him or how much I trust him. See, I always say Baptists never tell lies. They just sing them. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. All I have to do is trust and obey. When I was in Bible college, I heard it said, where he leads me, I will follow. This is my motto. Where he leads me, I will follow. What he feeds me, I will swallow. <laughs> to the date, I've done exactly that. Where's the Lord leading you and me? What's our interest? The continuation, uh, I've read in the book of the Revelation, they lost their first love. This is a great Sunday evening crowd. Say, could it always be better? Remember VBS, Vacation Bible School? Some people are on vacation, some are in the Bible. I'm glad I'm here this evening. I'm glad that I'm preaching the word of God. I'm glad that I'm a child of the king. I'm glad that I'm a missionary. Don't ever feel bad for missionaries. We are blessed. Does it look like I'm starving? <laughs> Seriously. The things is this world doesn't matter in the eyes of God. It's only the things that are eternal that matters. Souls being saved. Tell those hundred kids, tell those eight families that came in through vacation Bible school that eternity doesn't mean anything when it comes time to go to the hospital or when they get the report that they're sick with cancer. Eight families as a result of people like you going out being faithful for the love of God. For the love of God constraineth them to serve him. And not only do they love him, but they've looked beyond their own personal needs to the needs of others. That's what serving God's all about. Looking to the needs of others. How can I serve you? I think we sing a song, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I can't sing a solo, but I can recite songs because I pay attention. I listen. And I often wonder, who am I serving? Your pastor says something very interesting. That's why many Christians get distracted in life's journey. They take their lives off of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mrs. Eggie, you remember when my son was diagnosed with leukemia. God called me to be a missionary. There were so many opportunities that came. I said, God placed me 
They commissioned me. God's called me. I'm going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Adonar Judson lost many wives, and he continued to serve God. We have to keep our eyes focused. We need to be very careful what our little eyes. Be careful, little eyes, what you? For the? You say, that's a child song. It's good for me. I'm still a child at heart. For the father up above is looking down on who? Ed Board. I don't know if he's looking down on you, but I guarantee you I'll be eating pupusas tomorrow. More than I can handle. Because I've already put my order in. This morning I said, boy, I sure like to have some pupusas tomorrow. They said, stop by our tent. Our father is looking down upon us. He sees our condition. He loves us. He's looking upon us. And he's asked the question. No man can serve two masters. The Lord. It's not only love. It's not only the look. But it's the Lord. Who's our Lord? What has our Lord done for us this past week? I'm still rejoicing on the smog inspection of a 1998 Pathfinder that Lancaster purchased for us. It passes by God's grace every two years. You see, you rejoice over that. You rejoice in the small things, in the big things. It's easy to rejoice. For me, registration of that Pathfinder is a miracle of God. The vehicle is a miracle of God. We're supposed to be thankful in all things. I'm still rejoicing in vacation Bible school. I'm thankful that a pastor says, I thank God for that individual in the Spanish department that was saved. The angels are rejoicing. Jesus is rejoicing. That young man or that young lady's rejoicing. The pastor's rejoicing. I'm rejoicing because of the interest of this church in reaching everybody for the cause of Christ. Amen. That's what it's all about. He's our Lord. He's worthy to be worshipped. How do we worship him? In spirit and in truth. I have the Holy Spirit just like you have the Holy Spirit. Everybody in agreement? I have the truth just like everybody else has the truth. I hear the truth proclaimed. The Holy Spirit convicts me. God judges me. He's only commanded me to love. Love the Lord thy God with what? And then afterwards, love our neighbors. And then we're commanded to love our enemies. That's what my Bible says. So I have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. I believe the day when the men laid hands on me and commissioned me to go to the field, I believe God Almighty says, I'm going to take that young man that used to have hair, that now has a heart, to go to a place that he has never been, to do something that he's never done, in order to accomplish the will of of the Father. His interest is to go. He has no idea, but he wants to get involved. 
I think I'm going to invest in him. I think I'm going to give him what's needed and necessary. I think I'm going to help him to knock on some doors of some people that are going to get saved, that's going to help him to do my will. That's how it works. Each one of us has been saved to serve. I find out what we love is what we look at. Do you remember when you fell in love with your wife? 20 years you were telling me, Pastor Delaney, 20 years ago, probably been 21 years ago. I remember when I fell in love with my wife. We weren't even dating. I said, that's the girl I want to marry. My interest in her was so great that I would sing songs. You know how we sing, oh, how I love Jesus? Oh, I would go to work singing, oh, how I love Norma. Oh, how I love Norma. Oh, how I love Norma. But she doesn't love me. <laughs> Yet, you think I'm joking, ask her after the service. Yet, there's hope. There's the blessed hope. And I started to invest in prayer, in person. And before long, she fell in love with me. We started to pray and fast, then we got married. She was teaching in Santa Ana in a Christian school while I was finishing up college. I was interested in getting a Bible education. When I went to Bible college, don't laugh too loud. My first exam, the professor says, write down all the books of the Bible. I finished up in less than 10 seconds. He walked by and he says, are you finished? I says, yes, sir. He says, let me see your paper. He says, Old Testament, New Testament. <laughs> I says, is there something wrong? He goes, yes, this is not right. He goes, we're going to have a year. I says, I'm not going to have a year. You're going to have a year. You have to teach me. I'm paying you to teach me. So you better get involved in teaching me because God called me to serve. My interest didn't change. People say, you can't even speak English. How are you going to learn Spanish? I'm not worried about that. All I know, God's called me. And I'm interested in serving him, so I'm going to get involved. Amen. And I'm going to invest. Here, my Lord, send me wherever you send me, I'll go. Whatever you have me to do. The rest is history. And I'm still making his story history. Folks, to see those kids coming in vacation Bible school, getting off the buses, walking up that sidewalk... Seeing the people loving those kids, nothing like it. And setting back and rejoicing what the Lord has done. That's what he has done here. I can remember these steps like it was yesterday, even though it was several decades ago. And the interest of this church to send out our family to Costa Rica, only in heaven, you understand 
your investment, all that God has done through you. And not only in our ministry, but in everyone's ministry. I was with Pastor Wilkerson. He just got back from Egypt, and he was sick. And I just came from Pennsylvania, and I was sick. And he was in his room sleeping, and I was in his daughter's room resting before we got up to preach. And someone asked me as I was telling that, someone says, why do you guys do that? It's worth it. Because when we are weak, he is. And many times he weakens us to show his strength. I enjoy serving God. So do you. This evening, I want to challenge you. Has your interest been distracted? Do you have the same interest? Are you still involved as you were at the beginning? Are you still investing in people, in children? Last week, I was preaching in, a, in Lancaster in the Spanish department. And a lady came up to my wife. She goes, you don't know who I am. You got to be careful when that happens. She goes, your husband led me to Christ. I came to church two weeks afterwards. I got baptized. I met my husband in church and our families in church today. I was over in Lompoc preaching. I was leaving La Pulga, what is it called? Flea market. In the parking lot, I says, excuse me, ladies. I says, I have one track left. Who's it for? It says a track. It says, yes, it's on how to go to heaven. Anybody interest? Anyone, anyone have interest in this? She goes, I do. She got saved. She says, my sister attends some church in the high desert called Lancaster Baptist Church. I says, I'm sure she's been praying for you to get saved and you just got saved. You ought to call her up and tell her. Amen. The next day when I was up there preaching, the young lady's sister came up, just about hugged me to death, saying, you are an answer to prayer. I've been praying for years that my sister would get saved. Those are only a few of the illustrations that we can share. Was it worth it to leave the Camaro, the motorcycle, the long, beautiful hair? I had good-looking hair. Did you have good-looking hair? Did you have hair? Did you ever have hair? I had good-looking hair. You asked my wife. It was gorgeous. I'd go to the gym, invest in working out. I work out now, it's just all arms. <laughs> My interests change from me to him. Amen. My involvement changed from self to serving. Amen. My investment has changed from earthly things 
to heavenly things. I want to challenge you to consider those three areas. Love, look, and Lord. Interest, involvement, investment. Say, you don't know my capabilities. I'm a little older. Bordel, Costa Rica, pray for us. Because prayer is what's going to move that lady in the parking lot to get saved. And that's attributed to your account. Because years ago, you've been interested in reaching people for Christ through our ministry, as you have with many ministries. And you got involved not only financially, but spiritually. And the investment. When we get to heaven, you know how good it's going to be in heaven? Folks, I don't think we even comprehend how good it's going to be in heaven. Just to be around Christians here on earth is overwhelming. When we get to heaven and say, because of your investment, because of your prayer, because of that individual, because of your life, it made a difference in me. You say, you believe that? With all my heart. The question is not, do I believe it? Do you believe it?